Hello, hello. Welcome in to Animan Plus, episode 85. I'm Alex Light with Spark 3. Hope you're having an incredible day. Uh, back on our normal uh, deal here of talking about anime and manga we're watching and reading every single week after a couple weeks off of doing bonus casts. Hopefully you check those out. Uh, first one we did, episode 83, was the entry point mm -hmm. uh, that you can recommend to people. And then episode 84 was the big three, big five per decade, including us kind of predicting who is going to be like the big three, big five of the 2020s. So make sure you go check out both those. We definitely appreciate that. I do have Zach here in studio. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Happy to be doing this again after two weeks. I know. It, it's been a little bit, hasn't it? Yes, it yeah, has. You got to kind of you know wipe off the rust a little bit. Yeah, we've, we've been busy. That's the bottom line. We've been busy the past couple weeks. Uh, we may have some more bonus casts coming out here towards the end of this month, beginning of October, based on my own availability. So we'll just see how that goes. And we'll see if there's an episode next week. We have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea if there will be an episode next week. It just depends on a couple factors. Uh, but today will be a pretty fun one, man. We got we got a little bit of catching up to do on some shows, diving into it. Um, so uh, I do want to make an announcement here for Animan Plus, for our Animan Plus listeners. I think that's the scene. Yes, that is the scene with both of us. Awesome. Uh, so I announced this live over at a terrible football show, uh, and I'm, I'm ready to announce it here as well. We have officially partnered up with a new merch company called Agent Inc. Uh, got to chat with them last week in like a 45-minute conference call. It was fantastic. Uh, Sparky3 Shop will still be active. We'll still be running promo codes on it, like Tech Probs, for example. Uh, just the way I put it on a terrible football show, think of Sparky3Shop.com like the great value version of our merch. And think of like uh, our merch store that's going to be on Agent Inc. It's like the high-class, high-end stuff, but at reasonable prices. I mean, I'm going to put it better. So our shop is our designs. And then I, okay, Agent, Inc. Agent Inc. is when we take our designs and tell an actual designer, like, can you make this prettier? Okay, you didn't have to throw us under the bus like that, but he is correct. Sparky3Shop.com is stuff that we make and put out there. Meanwhile, our, our shop at Agent Apparel will be the fancy stuff. I do have uh, up here on the website to kind of show you guys an example here. If you're watching at YouTube.com forward slash Sparky3, uh, if you're listening to the audio version, this uh, segment right here is very, very pointless to you, and I do apologize. But we do focus on the YouTubes here. We do appreciate you no matter where you're listening. Uh, show off a couple of these, though. Uh, but, yeah, super pumped for super, some of these designs to come and some of the uh, different sort of apparel that we will be working on. Uh, shout out to all these creators that I'm currently showing off here at Agent Inc. Uh, really ready to start this partnership uh, sometime this upcoming week. Uh, we'll be starting some of the design process, do some shirts, hoodies, hats. And for a terrible football show, we'll do some jerseys. Very excited for that. Perfect timing, too. Football coming back, of course. Uh, and then, of course, let's not forget that we did recently get sponsored with Wayward Beard Company. You can use promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off that order. If you have a beard that you want to take your beard game to the next level like I have, and the many others that checked out Wayward Beard Company, definitely go check them out. Use promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off. As well as Rogue Energy, because Rocket Pop is out. Is out for everyone to purchase. In tubs. In tubs. And the anime... Girl version one shaker. Shout out to also his anime shaker as well. Yeah. Momo. It's yeah. retired. Yeah, shout out to the Momo Shaker. The first creator shaker for Rogue. But yeah, Rogue Energy. Use the referral link down below. Promo code Sparky3. Get some rocket pop. It's fantastic. Or whatever else you want. I don't care. Just get some rogue. Support us. Whoever bought some yesterday, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that was, but shout out to them. I got an email about it. Yes, he he tracks all the purchases. <laughs> I do. I get emails, man. I get an email every once in a while where it's just like you know, referral, referral sale made. I'm like, all right, here we go, baby. There's a win. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Uh, okay, so I'm gonna start turning down the music here, and we can start talking about some stuff. Uh, so the first thing that I want to shout out here is big F in the chat if the rumors are true and Bleach is potentially fucked because <laughs> Disney uh, doesn't know how to handle anime, I guess. Because there's a lot of rumors where it's like Bleach was gonna be on Disney Plus, where it's and my first concern as someone who's currently enjoying summertime rendering. Which is also on Disney Plus, but only in one country. It was going to be region locked. Exactly, and from some stuff that I'm seeing, that does seem to be the case where it's not going to be simulcasted, uh, which is horribly unfortunate. Uh, if that is the case, and I'm just going to have to bootleg it somehow because I'm not going to miss this. I'm still. I was just like, you sold me that. I was like, that's a win. That's one less show. No, <laughs> you know we're watching that, <laughs> or at least I am. That's a big one. That's a big one. I mean, I figured your big news was going to be. The fact of all the rumors running around for, um, Yoza Core family. family. Let's go, baby! It's about damn time. <laughs> Yoza Core family is rumored to finally get you know its anime on the way. It still hasn't been announced. No, it hasn't been announced. But it's hanging in the air like yeah, heavily. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for it, baby. Let's get it. Let's get the anime. I know Aikashi Triangles anime starts in January. We got some visuals for the Undead Unlocked yeah, anime I saw recently. That. Did you see the actual drawing for it? Yeah. That was so clean. It looked so Dude, good. That if anyone hasn't seen that from Den Unlocked, you need to go see that. The the color, the advertisement for it's on like w- the right side of the page is still like in their manga format, yes. but a colored page, and then it like transitions to them in like an anime style look. Dude, it was so clean. I'm I'm really excited for the Undead Luck anime. I really am. Uh, spe- like you know, I, I know right now like the story is like kind of reaching its climax right now. Uh, but you know, I've I've enjoyed Undead Unluck from beginning to end. It's been a fun ride. It's not like peak fiction or anything, but it's been a fun ride. Speaking of peak fiction, I want to go ahead and address this on this show. Go ahead and throw it out there. You know, just a couple few minutes in because I love to start fights. That's what I do. At Alex like twenty three, hit me up on Twitter anytime. My DMs are open. Uh, but like, bro, I want the record. You know, I'm part of this fandom. Okay, I'm part of the fandom, and I'm part of just Weekly Shonen Jump fandom as a whole. That's you know kind of my priority. But bro. Black Clover fans need to fucking relax. Like, <laughs> they, dude, they need to fucking chill. If you're like one of them hard. Did something come out with no elegant? Bro, no, it's just like Black Clover fans. Like, I saw it all started with a meme that I saw. And then it's just like one thing led to another where it's just like, uh, it was a it was a picture of a uh, Tagoro from okay. Yu Hakusho carrying yeah. the big rock, whatever. Yeah. But like photoshopped over it was Asta uh, over his face, and the rock had Weekly Shonen Jump saying that Black Clover is single handedly carrying Weekly Shonen Jump. Like number one, from a sales perspective, that's incorrect, and number two, from a story perspective, that's incorrect. Like I don't Black Clover fans like they they they're just like peak fucking fiction, peak fucking fiction. And there was a guy that responded to my quote tweet about that where he's like. MHA fan, you know, with a skull face. And I'm like, bro, I am a diehard MHA fan because I love superheroes. I grew up on superhero comics. But even I'll admit it's not carrying the fucking magazine right now in story. Like, I'll, I'll be the first. To, like, is is what's happening in my hero right now good? Yes. In my opinion, it is. I mean, it's about to be wild. But... It's about to be very. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, but is it carrying the magazine in story? No. I would say because of, like, the epic climax that it was. And in story base, number one, in my opinion, is is One Piece. Obviously, sales One Piece takes that crown. In story, I would say One Piece is number one because of what how Wano ended. Wano ended beautifully, right? And that's coming from someone who's not a One Piece fan. One Piece is not even my top ten favorite series. After that, I'd probably say like Blue Box is a strong contender. I and like, I would even say, even though I have not read it, but from everything that I've seen, the series that you're reading, Akane Banashi, yeah. would be up there as well. Like, I mean, Akane Banashi is at a great spot right now. I mean... Based on everything we've been reading, and we've been reading Shun and Jump consistently for 
like three years now. Yep. I mean, was there a point that Black Clover and MH MHA were carrying the magazine? Yes. yes. Are they carrying it right now? Hell no. the fuck no. No, absolutely. Especially not Black Clover. And both of us I'm enjo- sorry. both of us enjoy those series. Yes. They're good series. But out of all the action series that are currently in Shonen Jump, the only one that's even lifting anyway, I feel at this time is One Piece, as you were saying. Yep. JJK's and what the fuck is happening? Bro, that that JJK's not even in contention for carrying. My Hero in terms Academia, of story. I mean, it's in its climax stuff and there's stuff going on, but it, there's been nothing like real big yet at this moment. It's building up to that, but it hasn't hit yet. Right. And then Black Clover, I mean, we just finished up the whole thing that's going on and they're trying to build their new thing, which it seems like it's going to be interesting once they address what the fuck it is and I get it going, but it's almost in getting territory for me for JJK of what the fuck is happening? Yeah, see, that's how I, that's how I felt on this return for Black Clover. I don't know, man. I see this shit all the time that like from I Black mean, Clover fan. This black the Black Clover fandom is fucking wild. Okay, I mean, the things that are carrying it right now are very much the slice of life stuff. Akane Manashi, yeah. apparently fucking Witch Watch. I can't get over <laughs> fucking Witch Watch, bro. And uh, Blue Box. Yeah, and I also want to stress this. Like, I am very very aware that like every fandom is annoyingly toxic, right? Like, One Piece is their fandom. Like, they have their portion of the fandom that's annoying as fuck with how... Anything like, starts anime, they immediately have to go talk yeah, about One Piece. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with My Hero fandom. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm in all these fandoms. I follow all these fandoms. But I don't know. Like, they're all bad. They're all bad in their own way, and they're all bad at different times. But, like, I swear to God, Black Clover is the worst one because it's like... It's like the youngest brother syndrome, basically. <laughs> like, that's that. I mean, like, look, I'm just, I, look, you guys can try to say peak fiction all you want, but I'm just calling it as it is. From, like, in my opinion, from a story content and the sales content, like, both of those, like, Black Clover is the youngest brother out of these big ones. I mean, up front, like, it's One Piece, JJK, My Hero, Black Clover. Get over it. Like, <laughs> like that's what it is. And I like all these. I like Black Clover more than JJK. Let me, I like Black Clover more than One Piece. I'm just speaking facts, though. That's all I'm doing right now is speaking facts. But Black Clover fan needs to fucking chill. (laughs) Shit that I see on Twitter on the daily. It's like, oh, my God, you guys are hyper cringe with your fucking fandom. You need to relax. But Uh, sad facts, I know, like, at least a portion of that are people our age. Yeah. I know, man. Ah. Yay. (sighs) Love Twitter. Love Twitter. Love Twitter. I do. It's my number one platform I like to use, but man. And if you want to join fandoms that aren't as cringe but are still great series, go check out our most recent episode of Top 3's Top 5 yep. throughout the decades. Bingo. Go check that out. Nice episode 84. It's a fun time. Enjoyed that. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and jump into some stuff. Okay. Jump into some anime, Tom. Uh, you want to kick things off with Overlord? What we got going on? Overlord's season 4, episode 9. So we got through all the door stuff during our uh, weeks we were out. And now he's dealing with the kingdom that he took over a city with. Apparently, they had some plan to use an idiot noble to start a civil war. Said idiot noble instead decided to steal supplies that uh, Einzelgon and his people were sending to another country, the theocracy. So they're using that idiot's moves to declare war on the empire. And more or less, he sends Albedo just go like, send a message like, we're declaring war. We're going to show up and attack in a month. So yeah, bye. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Peace is out. <laughs> and then, I mean, the episode 
was actually fairly quick because it showed showed her leaving that message, showed them sort of preparing, showed one of the swordsman guys who's been a figure point in previous seasons, but not so much this point, of him going, I saw the fight between Ainz and Sagaf, and I don't know what happened, but I don't want these children to be caught in the fighting. Morlos has a mo- moment where he's seeing these children off the place that he's apparently been staying out working with. They're sending one of their people with the children. And it's, there's, it's just a moment that it pieces out. <laughs> then, it's just, then it goes to Ions and all his commanders doing tactics and whatnot and just and them seeing his plan of an attacking and whatnot and all his guard floor guardians being confused by it. But people escaped here. Aren't we killing them all and everything? And him just him sort of just like just watch the battle. It'll be fine. Then he goes into a back where two of his other people, one who's a fifth floor mini boss, one who's like one of the head of the mage, or just like, are in the minority opinion in the dungeon of going, we can't exterminate them all. We need, there's still possible life in all the young people. They can bring more to the world. And so it's just like, more or less going on. The young generation can bring about, civil, bring civilization further and progress. And more or less them having that moment of him just being, well, I shouldn't just kill this idea. I should nurture this, seeing as this is a low minority in my dungeon. He's like, okay, let's see how we can do this. And more or less sets that up. He's just like, but if I explain to the rest of my commanders, they're not going to understand. Well, he's pulling a feather apart, <laughs> like <laughs> like a sunflower. Right, Maybe yeah. they'll get it. Maybe well, they won't. Maybe get they it. will. Maybe they, they won't. won't. <laughs> <laughs> And then it goes on to the actual fight where apparently he killed off a bunch of villages to cut off the border from the empire with everyone else. And he's raised all the villages on undead and he sent two of his giant skeletons to attack the city. It goes through the whole battle with some animantian people and whatnot. Shows off the two unique skeleton knights only for them to get taken out by a fucking Gundam. What? Yes. Um, so the animantian people were fighting and there's the anim... Antimantian adventurers who were fighting for that t- city were fighting and whatnot, fighting the soldier big tank skeleton, and then the warrior skeletons charging and whatnot. And as he shows up, there's just a bullet put through the tank, and I was like, "What was the that?" Fuck? They look up; it's just a big fucking red Gundam <laughs> in the sky with a chain with a fucking minigun, and it's just like murders the fucking skeletons. Does a non pieces the fuck out, <laughs> and the people just like, oh, that must have been a person from this adamantian group. Then it goes back to the commanders and Ains, everything, and just like, oh, the skeleton warrior and knight got killed, and Ains is just sitting there, just as I expected. And he was like, oh, <laughs> just like what the fuck. <laughs> and that's how the episode ended. <laughs> also, shout out! Did you see the video of like that life-size Gundam that was actually walking the other day? No, I missed that. Yeah, like you, you know what I'm talking about? Because like that's that's like yeah. a, a couple years old when it was like the, you know it was built and completed. But yeah, there was a video I just saw like the other day of it of them actually taking a few steps forward with it. Oh, so we're getting there. <laughs> that could be a terrible thing, but we're getting there, baby. <laughs> Based on all the Gundam stories, that can only end poorly. Exactly. I'll just shout out to Gundam, uh, the, the witch one coming out here soon. Yes. Looking forward to that. Uh, all right, next up, Lakori's Recall. So it's been, it's gotten to a pretty interesting point in the series right now. I'm not going to lie. Because I was about to say, last time we had an episode, that was the guy finally tracking one of the girls or whatnot? Yeah, uh, Green Hair Kirito. Uh, I, his name is uh, like Majimi, I think is his name. Okay. Uh, but Green Hair Kirito is what I'm going to continue to call him. Okay. Just because it's the voice actor. All right, Mr. Sure. 
Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, green hot green hair Kirito is going after Seto now because like when the last episodes, like in the time that we've been on a break, whatever, it literally ended with both Seto and him both being interested in each other because they're just like yo of their level of skill and just very like interesting people sort of oh so interested just as in a professional level not as like a love interest correct correct (laughs) okay there you go correct because also with that you you find out that you know um green hair kirito is also one of the children of alan he's got the little owl you know uh necklace that jacetto has okay so with like the children of uh, alan from the alan institute those are the ones that saved jacetto's life you know just to put it that in perspective like Basically, if you're a child, you know, if you're a child of Al- of the Allen Institute, like you essentially like have a mission of some sort, whatever it is, right? Uh, so, like, you know, when you get that introduction, he's actually a you know child of the Allen Institute. You know, like he, the first question he proposed, he's like, "I wonder what your mission is." Referring to Jacinto, obviously, mm-hmm. hers is to you know like not take people's lives. Like that's her whole thing. She uses rubber bullets and stuff, whatever, and just try to save lives. Just like her, her life was saved, you know, because she was gonna die because of her failing heart. She yeah. had like the fake heart, whatever. Um, so in the you know the couple episodes that we got, the the one thing that we got to find out is that Mika, that's the the shop owner and like their sensei, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that he's gay. So shout out to that. Hey. Yeah. It was you know because it was first set up as where it's like everyone thought he was going out on a date, whatever. Uh, but it was actually a professional meet thing. But like he went and met a guy, but everyone just assumed it was a date. It's just like, oh, I didn't know he swung that way. Good for him. And they were like trying to get away, whatever, and end up getting you know one thing leads to another. But then you get more subtle hints, you know, at a couple more moments with this uh, other character. Like it's it's the same character that we've been introduced to a few times. I just can't remember his name. Um, where you know there is that very clear indication. Okay, yes, Mika and this guy had a thing. So yeah, shout out to that. Shout out to that. So that, that's pretty dope there. Um, now, when it when it comes to Chaseto, uh, one common thing that keeps popping up, like on a few different episodes, and it's like it it seems like such a minor thing, right? Like when it's been mentioned, it's like yeah, it's like it's like you you pass it off like oh yeah. no, whatever, no big deal. She's been needing to get her physical done for the like chorus, right? And she's been putting it off and putting it off and put, like it, it's popped up like three or four different times in these episodes, right? Where she's like, you need to go get your physical. You know, she's like, oh, no, I'll, I'll do it. And then she won't do it. And, you know, you find out one reason she doesn't do it is because she's horribly afraid of needles. Horribly afraid. But yet she has no problem with someone putting a gun right to her face. And she's like, yeah, because I can dodge that. I can't dodge a needle. You know, because she's got to get the shot, whatever. So, uh, you know, the there is behind the scenes plays now being set in motion with Green Hair Kirito uh, trying to get Jacinto. Uh, so with that, uh, there is this chick who has now infiltrated DA as an assistant nurse. So Jacinto finally goes to get her physical and gets drugged and knocked out, uh, which then kind of like, you know, that and that was like... To- Cements in her mind, she's never getting a physical again. Yeah, further, she's like, oh, I'm never doing this shit again. She gets the needle and she's like, is it done? She's like, yeah, you're done. And then she's just like, all right, cool. It's like, all right, am I good to go? And then, the, you know, this, you know, character kind of gets back a little bit and says something and Sito's vision starts blurring, getting blurred and Sito realizes it and she's like, oh, you scumbag and then just passes out. <laughs> so, you know, you know, Takina tries calling Sito because, you know, again, you got to keep in mind they're running a, you know, a little cafe bar or whatever. Um, you know, and she's not answering. Takina kind of like puts one thing, you know, one and a couple things together there and, uh, you know, ends up going after, you know, and, you know, try to figure out what happened, go to the facility to figure out what was going on with Sito whenever, they get there. Sito uh, was like on the table, and like she had like it almost looked like a like a uh, like a 
like a, a large battery used to j- like fucking jumpstart a car. Like you know, she was attaching things to you know four different like needles to just those chests right there, or whatever. Uh, you know, basically trying to fuck with that heart, but you really don't know what they're doing at first. Okay. You know, they end up coming in. Takina, you know, drives off the other person, whatever. She gets away, whatever. Chito kind of wakes up, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then you kind of bring it back with um, Chisito and, like, you know, like the nurse that was, you know, the main nurse that actually works for, like, horse that, you know, the DA that just wasn't there. Uh, you know, the time the assistant that, you know, was there ended up taking care of it, whatever. And, uh, you know, finds out that, what um, Green Hair Kirito and his gang did basically is they basically fucked with that mechanical heart where it's no longer going to be working properly going forward. And, you know, Chisito is essentially on, on a time limit now. Gotcha. She's basically got two months to live, Oof. which she's completely okay with it because, like, she revealed the, you know, at least to Kina, everyone else already kind of knew that she didn't have long to begin with. Like, she was already on a short lifetime limit. Uh, but this obviously made it a lot worse. And, uh, you know, basically it was kind of said, well, you know, if you take it easy, you might go past two months, but it won't be much longer. I mean, that mechanical heart will fail out. Um, so, like, you know, you get a couple shots where, you know, Takina and, you know, Chisito's trying to do one thing or another. And, you know, Chisito ran. And Takina's like, oh, I'm so sorry I made you run, whatever. You know, because, you know, any sort of physical exercise is going to, you know, it's going to hit that two-month yeah. limit versus taking it easy. So, you know, that that's kind of where we are right now with, like, Horus Recoil is we're at this, like, the big defining moment where, you know, the bad guys kind of came out on top with this and are, is essentially killing Chisito. And now it's, like, trying to figure out what could we potentially do to save her life, uh, which it, it has been a very interesting dynamic over these past few episodes, just further seeing multiple relationships being formed with, like, you know, getting to explore Mika's relationship with uh, that, that guy. And that, that particular guy, I've mentioned him before, He's like the business suit guy. He's the one that actually did the, the surgery on Chisito. I just can't remember his name right now. Um, I can literally see his name like when Mika was trying to call him on a phone, and I can't fucking remember his name right now. So getting to see their relationship, the kind of the dynamics they had, where you know you got to see like a young Chisito before her surgery. You got to see, kind of explore that a little bit. Um, as well as explore more of like Jacinto's role with the DA because mm-hmm. she went back to meet like the head of the DA and they were talking about like this big, huge mission coming up involving Green Hair Kirito and these other arms dealers and stuff. And Jacinto's she's very lighthearted about. So well, you know I'm dying soon, and uh, you know the the boss is like, yeah, and you're gonna die without feel- fulfilling your one purpose. You know, you need to get your shit together before you die and fulfill your purpose. It's like, all right, you're kind of a bitch, but whatever. And, you know, it's like you get so many different dynamics explored over these past few episodes, including getting to actually explore. I know I haven't mentioned it in pretty much since the show started because it hasn't really been mentioned that often. But do you happen to remember, like, yeah, I mentioned, I talked about this, like, episode one, like, there's that big radio tower that's kind of, like, being hung over to the side. Nope. Okay. Well, yes, yeah, so you constantly see it in the background and stuff, but it's never talked about anymore besides like episode one. But there's like this huge radio tower that's like it looked like it was getting knocked over, and they never properly repair it. They just have like a bunch of other beams like holding it up, and it's all like lit up at night and stuff, and it's super visually appealing and everything. There was a huge incident that happened there, you know, before the show started. And like again, this has not been mentioned besides like the first episode. It's been very mentioned in subtle 
like quick moments because Seto has always been talked about as the like chorus that stopped that incident. So that's the only time it's ever been mentioned is every once in a while they'll be like, Oh yeah, the radio tower, like chorus, whatever, you know, that's how it's like, she's referred to it. So it's very, that's why I haven't mentioned it in a while because it hasn't been talked about on the show. Gotcha. But in one of these recent episodes, um, you know, green hair, Kirito and Seto, they did come face to face at one point. And, uh, you know, that that was actually you got to actually see what happened, you know, at that radio tower incident, you know, where all the like horse basically gets fucked up and like a younger Chisetto who's um, in this moment, like very cold blooded. But like, again, she's not killing people, but like she has like an emotionless face and is going through and just wrecking everyone's shit in this radio tower. So you got, you got to see a lot more of Chisito's past. And like I said, now we're at like this big defining moment where she's going to die, but we know we're not, she, we, we know she's not, you know, and at the end of the last episode, episode nine, uh, you do have Takina and Chisito go their separate ways for now, because when it comes to that whole mission thing that I talked about, uh, one condition to the head of the DA is if you let Takina come back to DA, I might hear you out. That was exactly what she said as she left. So Takina was, you know, uh, assigned to come back to the DA, and she did accept it with reluctantly, you know, because she doesn't want to leave. So the the last scene of uh, episode nine was like an aerial shot of them going separate directions. So you only got uh, three more episodes left. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I've, I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend, season two, episode nine, or just episode 21 overall. I, I, I'm specifying that because on Crunchyroll, it doesn't break it up into seasons. It's literally just episode 21. Oh, that's uh, fun. Meanwhile, you know, it's actually episode nine of season two. But uh, I mean, it was an all right episode. I mean, it's Rent a Girlfriend. What the fuck do you expect? You know, yeah, it's Rent a Girlfriend. So um, recently, you know, uh, Mizuhara had her birthday celebration, right? You know, Kaz- Kazuya now has his birthday coming up. You know, the fam wants to throw a double birthday because, you know, he called his grandma and he he failed to tell his grandmother about Mizuhara's birthday previously. So they want to throw a joint birthday party for Kazuya and Mizuhara, which is really, their, you know, his grandmother wanting to more throw a birthday party for Mizuhara than Kazuya, <laughs> you know? Fuck, grandma! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of more what she wants to do. So, you know, uh, Kazuya tried to pull, pull in a favor to Mizuhara, like, hey, can you come? She's like, yeah, I can, but not till after this time because I'm going to visit my own grandmother in the hospital. Uh, so it was all supposed to be all fine and dandy. And then, you know, uh, uh, Ruka um, uh, finds out that Mizuhara was going to, was going to come. So she invites herself to this birthday party just to be, Try to win over the family. So that's all it is. The whole episode was her trying to like, you know, win them over. Smooch with the family. Yeah, smooch with the family and then gain the rights to their son. Exactly. But you know, meanwhile they they have no idea they're actually dating, of course. So that she's trying to gain their in their favor and then at the end drop the bombshell. I'm the one that loves Kazuya. I'm actually his girlfriend. You know, she's a rid of girlfriend. Yeah, do that whole dynamic, whatever. Because also, you know, uh there for a moment Mizuhara wasn't gonna come. Because, you know, her grandmother wasn't feeling well. So, you know, she um, uh, called Kazuya. Uh, and, you know, he stepped outside and, you know, Ruka, you know, took, takes the phone. She's like, yeah, you stay there. You don't come. You fuck you. Don't come. And Mizuhara's just like, oh, it doesn't sound like it's going well. Uh, so she ends up, she does end up coming. And, like, it was really funny because, like, um, you know, Ruka's just, like, in this mindset of, like, oh, I've laid all the chips out on the table. I'm in the lead right now. Fuck you. You know, and then, you know, Mizuhara did one single thing. And as soon as she did, everyone in the house, like the mom, the dad, the grandma was just like, oh, you perfect angel. And Ruka's just like, 
fuck, why did I think of that? And this is hard as she comes in, like, before she gets comfortable. Oh, can I please go pray at the family shrine? And it's just like, oh, you perfect little angel. It's like, you're the best. I mean, it was, it was like I said, it's been a girlfriend, man. It was, yeah. it was funny. You know, that's all the content meant to be. It's meant to just kind of be entertaining. But, you know, it wasn't a bad time. I know it was entertaining. What? Ayana Koji being savage as fuck. Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Classroom of the Elite, dude. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 9 was once again... Honestly, these past few episodes have just been like some absolute peak fiction. I mean, this set of three episodes with the whole paper shuffle thing was great. Yeah. You know, with these past few episodes that we've had lined up, it's like we've had like this competition set up between uh, Harika and um, Kashida, mm-hmm. or how you pronounce her name. Um, no, based- you said it. Uh, Kushida. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had like we had this bet set up between them, and you know uh, Horikita's brother stood in to visualize the bet and warn them like you're both gonna better keep your fucking side of the bargain. You're gonna pay for it. Uh, where it's like you know they were gonna basically who gets higher test scores on this like uh, whatever the test is where it's like you know every class assigns like different questions whatever you know yeah uh, like whoever between them two gets the the better score in this category that Kushida picks. You know, if Horika comes out on the bottom, she gets, you know, she leaves the school voluntarily. But if Kushida comes out on top, you know, on, on the bottom and Horika comes out on top, then Kushida needs to leave her alone and stop trying to get her fucking expelled nonstop. And the big thing was we actually got uh, Kushida's past, the event that attended that yeah, since yeah. the end of the sports, and that more or less she likes, she has uh, addiction to being praised and whatnot, which led to an incident in our middle school where. Where she vented online, got found out by all her classmates after she yep. was so nice, did everything other people didn't do, and found out secrets. Yep. When they were all attacking her, she just let everyone's secrets out all at once, which led to apparently just a giant fucking brawl in the classroom with amongst everyone. Yep. Well, all because that that diary, whatever, her just releasing her thoughts, whatever it was. Yeah. So just, you actually get to dive into that backstory that's been been a question since like episode two when you saw that dark side get revealed yeah so it's been a while to actually get to that dark side point of her of why she's the way that she is so it's cool that we finally got actual clarity on that uh and then also like you like what you're talking about with Ayana Koji just being an absolute savage you know that was like these that because like he even jumped in on the bet where he's just like oh I'll jump in on the bet you know, it's like, you know, she's like, oh, so, you know, I want you expelled, too. He's like, sure, I'll accept. <laughs> but if you had a condition, I can add a condition, which is tell me what the hell is going on. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I just want to know what the fuck's happening. You know? And then also these last three episodes, he has literally two women chasing after him. I am Cody just being I and Cody be like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, technically three, because then we had the whole creation of I and Koji group, which Sakura just hopped in at the last minute. Yes. Yes. It's the it's the chill people plus Ayano Koji's fangirl. Yep. Correct. Correct. Uh no, I mean like you know, these past few episodes have been actually really top tier solid in my opinion. You know, between like just the, the that group dynamic mm-hmm. that you're talking about and then also just like this new bet that's in place and then Kashida just getting completely screwed over in by which... uh Ru- by Ru- Ruyan? Ruyan? Well Ru- not not necessarily Ruyan. Uh, but Horikita, yeah, she actually, yeah. it was actually a thing of where it showed off where she actually fully had planned for what Kushida was going to do and just beat her outright where yes, Ayano Koji has set plans in motion, but they weren't necessary in the least bit. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, Horikita went back to the professor and said that, you know, I only take the things from me. If anyone else brings it, do not accept it. And you actually get to see that played out. 
So that was that was that was top tier brain play from her. And then like you what you said with Ani Koji, he had his own plays in, in in motion of where you know Ryu and you know he basically you know kind of bribed him to you know to like hey he didn't even bribe Ryu. No, he really didn't. No, <laughs> it was because the thing that's so weird to me is like so Ruin has his phone number, but for some reason can't figure out whose phone number it is. But just has them labeled mastermind. Yeah, and the, yep. the two are in contact with each other, and he knows it's either Ayano Koji or the other girl. Yep, um, the blonde who's getting jealous about him getting close with the orange hair girl. Yep, and which I can only assume the last three episodes are going to be absolutely fantastic because episode nine ended with Ryu and just sending a picture to Ayano Koji. He's like, I just will go out, just go after her, and him just being like. Bring it on, whatever stage it is, I'll fucking demolish you. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> whatever stage you pick, I'll entertain you. <laughs> I'm just like, damn, let's get it. And the only thing I know is like blonde blonde girl whose name I can't remember, she's gonna suffer in some way. Oh uh, no, that poor girl. I she mean already... he, he's gonna get his he's gonna do his promise to the protecting her, but she's gonna suffer something. Yeah, that poor girl. No, I'm pumped for these last few episodes. I don't I, I don't get the hate that the, this season's gotten. Like, cause like the, all the hate around it has been like, oh, this animation's dog shit, dude. This is not an action series. It doesn't need top tier anime. Like, it's fine. Like, enjoy the story content. This I is was great. Gonna say it was very much. It's much more drama. Now I will say that that sports thing that was uh, that, that sports one was pretty bad. That was bad. That was hilariously bad. I mean, we all hope that any series we like has top tier animation, yeah. but it's not always necessary for every series. Yeah, I mean, this is just good story content. You it's know very I mean? drama and story care. Yeah. Which I was still slightly thrown off by the creation of the Ayano Koji group. I wasn't expecting that. Nah, that's true. Yeah. And then Ruins, I don't know what that girl is. Right. I'm assuming she's able to cold read people. Mm-hmm. That's the most I got from her. Yeah. I was curious when she was going to pop up. Cause she's like one of the five girls in that like sequence of showing all the female characters in the opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally, finally got her pop up. Which the head of 1A is also in that sequence, but she's been fucking irrelevant this entire season true <laughs> true yeah only three episodes left and like you're saying i can only imagine they're gonna be like absolutely just some peak fiction stuff like i'm here for it uh before we jump into your meme uh, which also eight fucking episodes left baby we got it finally confirmed it is ending on episode 100 that this was just confirmed recently yeah like within the last three weeks Eight episodes left, and you are free. And I'm free. We're all free <laughs> of Dragon Quest. Before we get into that, though, my food got delivered. I'll be right back. <laughs> so I'm we took. I'm going to cut this. Give me a minute. <laughs> well, then, the one thing that can apparently stop a production from folks is food delivery. When usually he just leaves that shit outside until we're done. But this time, apparently food wins over production. And I hope he doesn't cut this. Because then we're just going to have a nice little segment of what's happening here. And just in making this episode so much longer. But in the meantime, wherever you may be watching this, you can subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can definitely hit that subscribe and help us out. And if you really want to you help us out, you can go subscribe to Animan Plus YouTube. Thank you very much. He's back. <laughs> Might as well not let my drink just sit there and get... Down. <laughs> Got some nice Logans. Hopefully, whoever's listening to this right now or watching all of a sudden now wants Logans because I got it. Got the nice salmon and a uh, hand shaken mango lemonade. 
So top tier stuff. I'm ready. All right. How much of that do I need to cut? Any of it? I mean, you can play it back and see if you want to keep it in it. All right, I, I, just... I heard you talking, so I'm going to assume <laughs> I can keep it. All right. Uh, Dragon Quest, episode 92. Eight episodes left, baby. Let's go. What a journey. What a damn journey. <laughs> so I'm going to try and speed run this because all three episodes actually had something fucking stupid in it. Lovely. So we learned the backstory of Mr. Vernon Kilvern in the first, in the first set. We also learned that, as I suspected, Avon's not fucking dead. So, Mr. Vern off fucking pop in the Grandmaster. Kilvern shows up. He starts talking with Mr. Vern, and we get into the whole backstory. Mr. Vern was created by Vern and was a signed man. Kilvern randomly just pe- appeared one day and was sent by some figure who it doesn't name drop. It's just like, my name's Kilvern, and they go through the whole thing. It was like, ah, your name is Kilvern. Case my plan fails, so you can eliminate me. Fine, you can join. Um, so we go through all that, and Kilvern's more or less trying to get information on Mr. Vern, and it all comes down to the fact that as Mr. Vern's about to say something, Kilvern calls him Mr. Vern. He's just like, Who are you, fake? Kill doesn't call me Mr. Vern, he just calls me Miss. Smash mask. It's Avon in disguise! Who would have guessed? We find out that apparently Avon actually killed Kilvern. End episode. Go to next episode. We learn the secret that is Avon fighting Kilvern. Apparently Avon, through magic dust, was able to escape the other world that he was supposed to be trapped in and died because the bot thing did a fucking suicide bomb on him. But he apparently lived through that, escaped through this sand stuff, and fights Kilvern again. Kilvern makes a fucking spirit bomb. of Hell yeah. Make of his own blood. Hell yeah! His blood's like blood un- bomb. His blood's like underworld magma. And if you light it, it just it can't be unlit. It's just gonna burn. So he has this. Oh, gi- it's like uh, Itachi's fire. Yes. <laughs> so he has this giant fucking fireball over his head, and Avon's just like, "All right, I'll hit you with the Avon trash." <laughs> Kilvern throws the ball. Avon is in the dead center of it. He should have died. Kilvern's monologuing. You see a shadow come through. It's Avon. He comes through, slices Kilvern. It's like, shit. All right? He does it in Kilvern. It's like, how'd you survive? I don't know how I survived. Dust comes off him. Dust forms. (laughs) Fucking Hadlar! The spirit (laughs) of fucking Hadlar appears! He's just like, I got you, bro. And disappears (laughs) into the ether. And (laughs) I was just like, when I held him in my arms and he became ash, it covered me and he protected me one last time. (laughs) <laughs> She's like, God damn it. Kilvern's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling the bullshit card. And then he catches on fire because the fire that the ashes of Hadlar protected Avon from landed on Kilvern and lit. Lit Kilvern's blood because he's been cut. His blood's been lit. Now he's on fucking fire. <laughs> Kilvern's a little familiar because like, oh no, save Kilvern. I'll tell him to stop being bad. Avon being Avon. Throws a feather, stops the fire. He's walking away, and she's like, and it's like, hey, 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 now we're we're gonna kill you. It's like, <laughs> I never trusted you. He throws out his fucking razor blades, which are invisible blades that no one can see besides Kilvern. But in truth, there was a fourteenth blade. Avon had one stuck in him and threw it as Kilvern became. And Kilvern goes forward, off with his head. Avon pieces out, goes and does the Mister Murden ship, and the little familiar's just crying there on the ground while Kilvern's body is headless and. Yeah, 
Then we discover that Mr. Vern is actually a figure of mist who's controlling Vern's body, which has been frozen by the forbidden, the secret spell of frozen time. And Dark King Vern, who dies, been fighting and defeated, is only half. And then Mist has been controlling the Vern body, which is the other half, which he sends back to Vern to become the ultimate being of Dark King Vern. And then Mist becomes a shadowy Mist, and he takes over Ma'am, throws people's shit as Dark Ma'am, and then takes over Hunkul's body. Go on to the next episode. Mist is traveling through the consciousness of Hunkul to destroy his soul and take him over, only to reach it and get blasted by Order of Light. I'm going, how could you have predicted this? I've been nurturing you since before so you could be the perfect body for me. He's like, I always had a feeling you were going to try and do something like this, so I just put Light Order in my soul, even though there was that moment when I was a giant edgelord and was a dark knight. <laughs> but yeah, here's this. Gets obliterated by Light. End story. <laughs> Um, man wakes up and everything's just like, Master, you saved me. And Avalon's just like, uh, looks like Hunkul. Yeah. Yes, I saved you, ma'am. <laughs> um, and then she has a moment, she's just like, but Pop and Grandmaster are dead. And then everyone's really being really awkward. And she's like, looking around, looking around behind her. Pop's just laying down, chilling, getting healed by Grandmaster. And he's just like, and I was like, yeah, so right before I took over, made my kill over in disguise, I may have snatched them from the blast and just sort of threw them on the steps and never got to say anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ma'am essentially beats the shit out of Pop because she was worried and she's being soon soon. And Pop's just like, Pop literally goes, are you mad because Master's healing me? Did you want to heal me? <laughs> <laughs> he gets his face smashed in. Naturally. Um, then it finishes off with Ultimate King Vern, True Dark King Vern. True Dark King Vern. Yes. Okay. Fighting Die. And there's a moment where he takes a moment from Goku who's just like, wait for it. You have like five seconds. Five, four, three. Die full heals. He's now back to full health. He's just like, ah, oh, okay, now we can fight. It'd be, it would be not entertaining if I'm now on my full body and I can't fight you at your best. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they stance up. Dies does the fucking zapple, hits the blade, puts it in, about to do Giga Strash. And... They're talking about everything, just yada yada banter. Leona's been pushed off to a corner, and he's just like, all right, Miss the Guard of Earth and Heaven takes a weird stance. And Dai's just like, sweat. <laughs> so it's not right. It's so that stance is super powerful. Leona was like, that stance gotta be mean something. It just looks like a normal stance. But look how much Dai is sweating. It's gotta be powerful. Dai goes head on, hits fucking Burns hand. Blocks first attack, swipes down, fireball to the face. <laughs> Dai gets thrown down. <laughs> like this shit. So Dai gets hit, he goes down, Vern just walks over to Leona, and he's just like, allow me to explain what happened. This is the ultimate attack in defense. Explains this shit to Leona while walking towards her, and she's just, oh my, no, God, what's gonna happen? Vern gets all the way up to her, and he just hears Dai, get away from Leona. And he stands up, and he's just like, he's having that epic moment. There's some music going. He's like, he's going to go and just falls to the ground. And because I cut over, he's like, yeah, notice how that cuts where you cut me. It's payback, you little shit. <laughs> turns, back to Leo, turns back to Leona, and the fucking trope I forgot was a thing. Oh, no. The fucking big bad seeing the hero's love interest goes, you shall be by my side for the rest of eternity. Oh. 
And I'm just thinking, I was like, you're like a 200-old demon. I'm pretty sure Leona's like 16. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Getting some seven deadly vibes right now. And I'm just like, I forgot this was a trope. Eight episodes. Eight episodes left, and we're all free. <laughs> Eight episodes left, and they're just throwing everything. Everything, bro. Eight episodes left. And then you can give your full essay of your journey with Dragon Quest Adventure Die that you didn't want to go on. Oh, I also forgot to mention <laughs> it at the end of all that with the whole fucking B team. It ends with Pop doing a, like a whole motivational speech for everyone. Is like, yeah, we're going to go join join Die. None of us think we can kill, hurt or do anything to fucking Vern, but we're going to be there to be promotional support for Die. <laughs> so basically like every fucking Z fighter. Yes. <laughs> but... These, but these characters are self-aware. Is like we know we can't do shit, but we're gonna go up there. That's basically the most Z fighters. <laughs> like during the fucking Cell games, like everyone knows they're not gonna be able to beat Cell. It's like yeah, we're just going for emotional support. <laughs> it's Goku, you got it or no one. And I mean, Pop in a previous episode went full, full admitting that he knows he's clearly He's like. I don't like that all of you are expecting something. I usually like just throwing my shit out than getting fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like the Krillin. And he fully accepts that he's okay with being Krillin. Okay, all right. <laughs> Eight episodes, ladies and gentlemen, and we are free from Dragon Quest. Oh, man. All right, summertime rendering. A lot has happened. Uh, I oh. bet so, because it's coming to its end. It's got four episodes left, yeah. right? Uh, five. I think okay. it's 25 episodes. Also, let me grab this. Picked this up recently. He had a nice little fine from Barnes and Nobles the other week. Yeah, it was a nice fine for a few reasons. Uh, number one, it's a Barnes and Nobles exclusive. Number two, I had no idea that this was even being printed uh, in the in English. Summertime rendering box set one, first three volumes. These are thick volumes. Yeah, too. those are fucking yeah, thick. Yeah, the, these are thick volumes. Like, um, I went back yesterday and hoping to find box set two because it should be out. Uh, I found volumes four and five, and I did take a peek at four and five, uh, just like the standalone volumes. But I'm 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 picky with stuff like this. I don't want to buy four. And, if I'm if I bought one, I gotta buy the other. Okay, I can't just buy four, five, and six separately now. I gotta buy the box. Uh, but yeah, this is a cool find. Barnes and Noble exclusive right there on the back. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I was like the end of volume four was like legit. Maybe two episodes ago. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, these are very thick. Uh, but, yeah, very cool find. Uh, summertime rendering. I did. I honestly, like I said, I had no idea that this was uh, in English print. I had no idea it was printed in English, you know. So, that was a really cool find. Uh, really happy to find that. I don't know if I'm going to open it up or not because it's currently still sealed. So, <laughs> I know I'm not going to read it. <laughs> it's strictly for collective purposes. I know I'm not going to read it. Because if I am going to read it, I'm just going to read it on my phone. I mean, that's sort of like one of the Shin Megami games I got. I found a fucking factory sealed copy of one of the DS Shin Megami games, and I'm just like, I you slightly, know, yeah, you know I slightly want to play this, but at the same time, I don't want to break the seal. Yeah, you see, I feel that. And that's how I kind of feel towards this. Like, I just bought it because I just happened to find I didn't know it was fucking, like I said, being printed. So when I just like look down, I just see it there. I'm like, what the fuck? Is it summertime? <laughs> oh, it is. Ooh, <laughs> let's go. So, but you yeah, know, we we have had a lot happen these last few episodes. Um, this, in fact, literally the end of episode twenty was um, pretty big defining moment for these last few episodes. We, uh, you know, obviously the whole series built around time looping and stuff. Really, anyone can die, and you know, he'll time loop and yeah. save them. No, we got a death, and this one's 
It, yeah, this one's stuck. You know, the, if he the, he's basically at the edge of his cliff, right? Yeah. He can't really time loop again. Where he almost killed himself on the spot. He had a gun to his head. He's like, "I'll save you for sure." And he goes to you know he does shoot, but uh, Shadow uh, Mio pulls the arm away just in time. Where she's just like, "You know better than anyone that like you're at the edge of your cliff. Like if you looped, you wouldn't be able to save anyone." So um, these past few episodes, though, we've had a lot of action sequences, which has been super dope because in the start of all this thing. You know, after he, uh, you know, um, when did he die last? Man, there's been so much that's happened these past few episodes. I'll try to retract this the best I can because there has been a lot. Uh, the last time that we chat about Summertime, did I tell you what happened with Urshiro? I'm trying to remember. I believe so. So she's dead. Yes. Okay. So the, all right, So I know where we are on things. Yeah. So the, where we left off last time a few weeks back is Urshiro did die. Um, you know, they got, you know, kind of ambushed and kind of fucked up in that regard. Where, you know, they go to try to kill, you know, Sheban, you know, in his human form. And they think they did. And then he steps out from the shadows and just, boop, stabs her shadow. Ends up killing her. Uh, also kills, you know, uh, Shinpei in the same process, which caused him to loop back. He re- when he wakes up, he's in the force of the kids. Um, there was a big action sequence that kind of took place there where it's like, uh, you know, Shinpei and, you know, other shadows are going to try to kill Shinpei. And then, you know, there was... I there was a light that happened out of his pocket, which caused all the shadows to retreat. Caused, um, you know, um, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name now. Our main antagonist, um, the little girl. I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. But it causes them to retreat. And when he pulls out of his pocket, it's that shell that Urshow would transform into. Okay, Urshow is still gone at this point. But that alone tells me, obviously, she's coming back. Yeah. I mean, you you know, from a shonen standpoint, you know she's coming back. It's you know, you know, with how she died and like just being one of the main characters, she's coming back before this shit's done. And that just further teased that that is happening somehow. We just don't know how. Uh, and then we have a very nice like cut together sequence, right, where you see Shimpei in the woods trying to call, you know, um, Hizuru, whatever, uh, trying to call her, trying to call anyone. And then you see the the call happening. You see the sequence of, yes, I died. Urshro's dead. We need to meet up. Meet me here. And it was a very nice cut sequence because, like, you see that and you're just like, okay, this is what's happening. But then when it brings back to Shinpei, it's not him. It's the little girl who transformed into Shinpei, who took his form. Because then it dates back to when, like, the second loop, when he goes into that little girl's house, and it was, like, very eerie environment. I I remember talking about it where he goes upstairs, it's all dark, and all of a sudden just flash behind him. Yeah. That was the moment she copied him. Um, So you get, like, this nice cut-together sequence of where it looks like Shinpei's in the woods making the call, and you get his room talking. It's like, okay, meet me here. Okay, I'll tell them too. Cool, sounds good. And then you get back to Shinpei in the woods. He's like, oh, God, no service. Come on. You know, so it is a very, very nice cut together sequence there. So obviously ambush is about to happen. You know, we can put two and two together. Uh, you know, by the time he kind of, you know, meets back up with like Shadow Mio, which whenever he does, uh, Shadow Mio is like nailed down to the floor and Shadow Mio explains that Mio's the one that did it because Shinpei, Shadow Shinpei called Mio. It's like, yeah, we have no Urshro's dead. We have no idea if that Mio is gonna still be corrupted on our side or not. So pin it down. You know, obviously tricking Mio. So by the time that, uh, you know, he finds, you know, um, you know, Shadow Mio and they kind of get out and kind of figure out the situation that, you know, Shinpei's just like, oh, man, you know, yeah, she copied me at that time, but she can even copy my cell phone. There can be two of my cell phones at the same time. Because obviously, you know, his answered the call because it was Shinpei. But yeah, yeah, so even fucking cell phones can get copied, which that's, you know, wild to him. And by the time that's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Mio and, and Sal were going here. You know, by this point, they're just like, 
there's no point in going there. Everyone's probably already dead. Like at the, at the point that they are right now, everyone's already dead. So, all right, I'm going to shoot myself. We're going to loop. We're going to try to fix this the best we can. So that's what he does. Shoots himself there on the spot because he tells Shadow Mio, it's just like, I'm going to come back and you just got to run with me. I don't have time to explain because he's getting closer and closer to that cliff. Uh, so that's what he does. You know, he ends up meeting back up with uh, Mio and Sal before they're on their way to the island. But Hizuru is already at the island when she gets there with her gang, with uh, Nezu, the old man, and, mm-hmm. and the worthless cop that doesn't do anything. Um, they were already under the suspicion that might not have been Shinpei that called us. You know, Hizuru is just like, I'm going to go there by myself. We're going to get out like in a nice open air. And Nezu, you do some sniping, do your thing, whatever. So you get a really sick action sequence of Renusuke taking over Hizuru's body versus Shibe and everything, and it's super, super clean. And then it's just like, it's that moment of, you know, it's such a strong opponent that if we hold back in any capacity, probably not going to work out really well. You know, uh, this is a, our strongest opponent that we've got. You know, Shibe is, you know, Hizuru, you got to keep in mind, she was friends with that little girl. You know, so she is under the impression that little girl, like, is still there in some capacity and she is fully in the mindset that Shibe is the one with his own agenda based on like little phrasings that's happened in previous loops. Like when a loop is ending, like, like the one time where they actually got to the festival and everyone died, you know, Shibe is just like, yes, this is my ending now. Like just little comments like that, that he's the actual antagonist, not, you know, the little girl, which also with that man is, Got a little bit of backstory on those two, and man, it's something wild. You know, because Shibe is actually like the little girl's daughter, like IRL, like legit. Yeah, you get a little backstory on there that the body that he's kind of been posing as, whatever, in his human form, uh, that body, but not him, was like the father who like him and the little girl got something on, which is very disturbing, had that kid, and then the kid essentially like took over the dad's body. Bro, I don't know. It's some weird stuff happening with that there. You know, but Shiba's just kind of living his own life, though. All right. Like, he's got his own agenda. I it's I know I just explained... Look, I want the record to be on the way I just explained it. Look, I may have explained it one poorly, but I, I promise you I explained it accurately, which is disturbing. <laughs> I gotta, let me stress that. It is disturbing. There's a disturbing plot line going on there. Um, But uh, anyway, back to, like, the big fight stuff. So, you know, when... You know, Renusuke, you know, he's he's constantly trying to hold back, constantly. Because if he goes all out, you know, because he's a shadow living within his sister's body, shadow can do, like, all these unbelievable things, as we've seen with Urshiro. He he horribly damages his sister's body because her body can't withstand it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the first time he ever took over, you know, uh, her body, you know, it's like, you know, he broke her ankle or whatever, you know, just by jumping. You know, like, so he constantly has to hold back. So, like, in this whole fight sequence, whatever, Nosuke's kind of holding back, whatever, Hizuru kind of takes back over. And somehow, some way, this, you know, wasn't a huge fan of this because it wasn't, like, properly explained how it happened. But for the first time ever... Hizuru and Renosuke was able to communicate with each other. And it was openly addressed at that moment where it's like, you know, Hizuru took back over the body for a moment, you know, she took uh, undid the hair tie. So it's like, okay, it's Hizuru now. And she's talking to Renosuke and like, you see like his shadow, like kind of beside, you know, beside her. And even he's saying, whoa, this is the first time we've ever been able to talk in real time. This is so cool. But it doesn't really explain how they did that, which is like, ah, come on. Yeah, that's kind of a negative point for me, but whatever. Uh, But she basically tells Renosuke, it's just like, yo, Use my body to the max potential. You know, fucking destroy my body because we need to. We need to do this fight. You know what I mean? Like holding back will not help us here. 
Like, it does not matter if I fucking die out of this. Don't hold back. You know, completely. We need to fuck this dude up. So you get a really sick action sequence of like high, high, high tense action of Renosuke just going like completely all out, Oof. you know, fighting Chevy, which is obviously fucking gonna fuck her up her yeah. body. In in the moment, it's not because it's Renosuke in control of the body. But the moment that he's not, it's back to his room. It's like you, she just oh. fucking crumbles. Exactly, because you do get to see that happen. Because again, it kind of came out of nowhere. Where you know now all of a sudden, thanks to you know thanks to plot you know plot convenience. <laughs> Bless you, bless you. Uh, thanks to plot convenience, you know, number one, they can now talk to each other in real time because every time they've ever, they've ever talked to each other has been through voicemails. Yes. Yeah, that's how they've always talked. So, you know, also in the in the moment, thanks to plot convenience, you know, she basically sends Renos. She can send Renosuke's shadow into other things. Yeah, right? It's like, okay, this is very plot convenience. It's cool, but very plot convenience. That would have been handier so many earlier. Yeah, because like the thing with Shibe that we've found out over these past few episodes is like he's not just a shadow. He is actually a human. He's part human and part shadow. Like that that big buff form that you see of him, like that's not him being a shadow. That's like almost like an armor in a way. Like his human body is in there. Okay. Like that's just, that's essentially what we've got to find out over the past few episodes. So like in this fight, she sends Renosuke's shadow into Shebe's like body to try to fuck the armor up from the inside and reveal his human body to kind of you know shoot him in the head or whatever. But when you know and when when they do that, that's when you get the moment where you see Hizuru's body just blood just splatter and just like crumbles and shit like that, whatever. And uh, you know, because you know, and it, while all this is happening, that's when you get to see this other loop happen where you know Shinpei kind of realizes we need to get to this island quick. He does the loop, and you know, Mio's is carrying him like a princess, you know, running over to the island as fast as they can. But by the time they get there, his is already lost essentially and got fucked up. And it's one of those situations where it's like, okay, yeah, uh, we're probably all gonna die because also in that loop that he got out of, uh, Toiko, the sister, uh, she died. Uh, so like, you know, once you get to start to see a lot of action take place on the island and it cuts back to like Shinpei and stuff before he goes to loop, that's when you see Tokyo die. So everything that I just explained with like, you know, his and stuff like that, when you go, go, go back to Shinpei before he kills himself, it had already happened. All of it's already done. His lost. Toiko got fucked up and escaped. She died. All of that's already happened. So, you know, he, that's when he loops, when he gets back there, Toiko's alive. Everyone's alive except for pretty much his got horribly fucked up and it was a situation of like all right we're probably gonna die here we're probably fucked there's nothing we can probably do uh and then i think it was like that that glow again happened like ursher or whatever and then again it doesn't acknowledge ursher's presence at all you know she's still not come back or anything um heine that was the name that was the little girl's name just dawn on me yeah heine you know who's currently still posing as shimpe you know and shebe you know after they've already fucked up his room like you know, everyone, all the good guys are like, we're, we're probably fucked here. We're probably going to die. And then hiding out of nowhere, it's just like, hey, let's retreat. We've done enough. And then, you know, the ship is just like, are you fucking kidding me? We can kill them right now. And Heine's just like, no, we're outnumbered, which again tells me something's going on with Urshro because of how powerful Urshro is. You know, mm-hmm. she's obviously the biggest threat. So they end up getting away. And then that was the moment where, yes, Hizuru is the one that is is dead here, completely DED dead. Uh, because like he can't, but if he would try to loop back again, he still wouldn't be able to prevent anything in this fight from happening, you know, and that was the whole point. And then also back to the point I just explained about the transferring a shadow thing. She transferred Renosuke inside of Shinpei. So Shinpei's got Renosuke now. I don't know where this came. This came out of nowhere. It's plot convenience, man. I mean, I, I, I like it. 
I do like it, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you know, you've done so well in these 19, 20 episodes of explaining everything as it's needed. Are you going to explain this? Or it's just like, hey, we can just do this now. You can hope. Because <laughs> that's the thing this series has done so well is explaining everything that like happens. It explains like how it happened or why this makes sense. So it's like, uh, hopefully Renosuke can maybe make sense of it next episode when he and Shinpei maybe talk together, you know, since you know he's in his body. But I don't know. Uh, it was, I mean, past few episodes have been absolutely incredible, though, I will say. Besides my couple of beefs with just that whole shadow thing with Norosuke, besides that, it has been some top-tier action, uh, great back and forth, really enjoyed it. Um, favorite episode of the week? Uh, I'm going to say Summertime, episode 20. If not that classroom of the Elite. I'm going to say Classroom. Classroom of the Elite was good. Uh, all right, let's get over to manga ratings and wrap this show up beautifully so I can eat my Woo! salmon. Uh, all right, uh, One Piece, 1,058. Um, I would probably give this one... I'm flirting with a nine right now. I'm flirting with a nine. Uh, I'm assuming the series is back. This is past as what break it took, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, we, are, you know, we got the curtain call on Wayno. That was uh, the end page a chapter ago, I think. And then, or it might have been this chapter where we got the curtain call where it's like, Wayno act, end. Gotcha. Know? So we got that curtain call, but uh, no, that was the chapter before. Yeah, I remember what happened into this chapter. Um, I would, I'd probably give it a nine, though. It was, it was pretty solid. My Hero Academia, 364. I told you some Shonen bullshit was about to happen. I told you it was coming. <laughs> I told you. Fucking this is some... This, this, this is stupid, up front. You would have called plot armor. <laughs> Man, this is stupid. And go back to my point at the beginning about the black. Like again, I'm not saying my hero's carrying shit. I love my hero, and I'll admit that I'm a realist. But like, and this is a great example. Like, this is stupid, in my opinion. This, I, I, I don't know how this makes sense. I will say I saw some tweets um, about uh, trans uh, about translations from the word that Best Genius used to describe the situation, where it is a when she once proper properly translated to this particular word, the particular word defining it is a basically a very vague term where it's not as like exploded like we kind of made it out to be, you know, or kind of how it appeared to us as readers. Okay. It's not like what, you know, you know what I'm obviously referring to yeah. and people who read it know what I'm referring to, you know, where it's not just completely exploded and obliterated. It's not like that. You know, apparently the actual term used in the, the, the Japanese font, that Hikoshi used, he used it. People are saying it's like, I mean, it's a vague term that references this sort of damage, trying to make sense of what's about to happen. And once I saw that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see where that makes sense a little bit. But at the same time, it's just like, how the fuck does that quirk is whatever? I don't know. Uh, I'd give it like a six personally. <laughs> I'll get a seven. Black Clover 335. It's a shame for Asta. He got hard friend zoned. <laughs> yeah, he did. Like, goddamn. Yeah, he did. Um, I'll give it a six. I'll give it a. Thinking a six as well. JJK one ninety five. <laughs> Katana. Yeah. Sumo. <laughs> Still haven't caught up. <laughs> Fucking six. Uh, Miss Show's Core Family, 143. Um, seven. Uh, Undone Luck, 124. 
honestly, probably a nine. I've really enjoyed these past few chapters quite a bit. I really have. Like, we're reaching our climax on stuff. Uh, I, I've genuinely enjoyed what's going on right now. Mashal, 121. I'll give it a seven. I give it a seven as well. Uh, sophomore Day is 84. I'll give it an eight. Seven. Uh, Lose Samurai, 75. Didn't read it. So, did you catch, this, uh, catch up on this one? <laughs> I'll give it an eight. Did our sadistic M- MC? They him? fucking call his shit out. Oh, perfect. I need to catch up. <laughs> uh, Blue box sixty six. I told you she wasn't ahead. Nigga. She's not ahead. As far as we're concerned, she's not ahead. I'll give it a nine. Eight. No. Nine. Uh, P six forty six. I'll give it an eight. I can't even twenty seven. I'll give it a nine. Chainsaw Man, 103. Dingy, man. <laughs> Dingy, bro. I love that ending where the guy's just like, and just like sets back. <laughs> <laughs> we get the first scene of Dingy again after all this time. Yep. And he's just, he's just he just gets asked, so why do you do it? I want people to find out. So the ladies will be on me. Exactly. <laughs> I give it an eight. I give it a seven. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. We had that come back. Uh, and P- this obviously swept the internet because of Frieza's new transformation. Uh, officially dubbed Black Frieza. Yep. These, the, dude, the naming in Dragon Ball Super has reached just a different level. I was talking about this with Andy the other day because he sent me some pictures of like some Dragon Ball themed sodas at a store that he went to in Orlando. <laughs> and uh, he's just like... These, yeah, these are the characters he he named. And he got to Goku, and it was Ultra Instinct, like Mastered Ultra Instinct Goku. And he called it Gray Goku. And I'm like, well, that's a little bit better than some of the names that, that's in there, you know? <laughs> and I went through them, like, you know, Ultra Ego, you know, Gohan Beast, you know, Orange Piccolo. I was like, can you guess what Orange Piccolo looks like? He's like a pumpkin dick. And I sent a picture <laughs> of Orange Piccolo. He's like, wow, accurate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Black Frieza basically came in, one-shot gas, one shot the other guy, uh, punched Vegeta and Goku once, said, I don't want to finish you guys now, later, and just left. He got he got this transformation because, like, in a planet that he took over, he, that planet happened to he find a, basically a room of time and space, hyperbolic time chamber on that planet. Uh, so he trained for 10 years in there. So. Frieza's been killed how many times again? Right, Exactly. And finally, after so many deaths and being joining their team for the fucking galactic tournament, he's just like, oh, by the way, Frieza, you can use all these power-up items now. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, Frieza just leaves. Just ditches later. I'm going to let you live for now. I got other shit to do. I came and did what I wanted to take care of, whatever. And Goku and Vegeta and uh, Whis are on their way back to Earth. And they're just talking about, like, yeah, Frieza got real strong. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, Weiss, do you, who do you think the strongest fire in the universe are referring to? Do you think it was Frieza? And Weiss is like, I don't know. Uh, leaving it kind of open-ended there, and that was the end of the chapter. The arc is done, so the Granola arc is officially over. But it just ended in, like, such, like, wow, that was a curtain call. Like That, that, that like, was a weird ending. It was, man. It just dropped the curtain on it, but whatever. Uh, and we also had Boruto, chapter 72. Uh, next few chapters should be kind of interesting. So, you know, uh, I think his name was Code, one of the our antagonists, whatever. He has now gone against uh, that chick who her ability is like... People, Everyone falls in love with yeah, her? Yeah, they, they, they're no longer on good terms. 
So with this, you remember, you know, I told you about when it comes to, I think his name was uh, Amato or whatever, where he's just like a bitch and he's just like, yo, if they start threatening me, I'm, I'm talking. Yeah. yeah, him. So it was that situation where he, he's just like, they're about to kill him. He's like, all right, I'll do whatever, whatever you want. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in that process, he convinces her. He's just like, you know, you know, this guy, fuck him, right? You know, fuck code, you know, but hey, you know, you really want to, you know, get with Kawaki. Maybe you should take Shikamaru's offer and go back to the Hidden Leaf. So now they're on their way to the Hidden Leaf and they're going to be like <laughs> citizens of the Hidden Leaf, but like obviously very tension based where it's like they're only there for one purpose and they could kill anyone. At any I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Kaiju number eight, 69. I give it a seven. Seven as well. Spy Family, 67.1. You said you didn't read this yeah, one? Yeah, I missed this one. Uh, I would probably give it a 7, I think. Yeah, 7 works. Tokyo Avengers, 267. I'll give this one a 9. Let's go. The color page was great, the chapter 2 Yeah, ago. these have been a couple good chapters. They've been really good. Yeah, um, I've enjoyed this a I'll lot. I'll give it a 9 as well. Rent-A-Girlfriend, 249. Um, I'd give this one an 8. I mean, it got an interesting uh, development in this whole you know, situation between Kazuya and uh, Mizuhara. It uh, looks like they're no longer going to be, you know, uh, neighbors. So it's kind of a big deal. See how uh, their relationship continues to develop since they're no longer going to be living beside each other. Are they going to be living together? Nope. Oh. No, uh, he went over to um, her grandmother's house to help clean up some stuff, whatever. And, um, you know, on, when they get to their apartment, you know, the fire department's there and everything, blah, blah. You know, also when they were... At the grandmother's house, there was a, a small earthquake, nothing massive. Um, and when they get over to the apartment, uh, apparently the apartment, uh, the two, you know, the two-story building, whatever, it has some significant structure damage. And all residents are now being told to, you can't live in your apartment now. This Either one needs to be repaired, if it can be repaired, so the apartments may not even reopen. So, yeah, they just got to go their separate ways. Oof. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I suppose it's a pretty big spoiler, you know, for people that watch the anime only, but, you know, get over it. It's Rent a Girlfriend. It's nothing spectacular. <laughs> it's okay. You'll be fine. Uh, Eden Zero, 205. I've really enjoyed this plot twist that the past. It came out of fucking it, nowhere. It, it did. I enjoy it, though. I really do. I, I actually really, th I think it's actually kind of cool. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, I like it. It actually explains a lot more about the series. It does. I I'm, I actually like it a lot, personally. I'm giving like these past couple chapters like nines, because I really enjoyed this plot twist. did come out of nowhere, though. I mean, it, it almost makes me feel like Eden Zero is coming to a close. I think it is. I really do. Like, even though, like, we talked about it once upon a time, like, Eden Zero could be the next One, one piece, piece and just yeah. go forever because he's having fun with the series. But the bottom line is, like, the sales have continued to decline on Eden gotcha. Zero. Like, I, I, I still track all the sales, you know, not as much as I used to when we talked about it on this show or Anime Plus News, but I still see them. And, uh, like, in, uh, an average uh, volume for Eden Zero will sell, like, 15K. That's very low yeah, it is. from what it used to be. And even compared to other, like 15K is low. There are series on Weekly Shonen Magazine that will do 15K and get axed. But I guess since it's Hero and it's a long-term series now, it's not. But I do feel like it's ending. I really do. I mean, I'll give it a nine. It was definitely interesting. Yeah, I like I liked it a lot. Uh, Seven Days Since Fortnite's The Apocalypse, 75. So since I went on my rant about that ugh, disgusting thing that we had, with Jericho, it hasn't been referenced since. Literally not once. <laughs> we have completely... There was some hard backlash We there. went completely against that now. Like it, We have not gone back to that scene. We've been focused on another scene completely. To the point where how this chapter ends, 
you know, Tristan tells people to call Lancelot to get him here. So I feel like Lancelot will now come into the, like the next chapter into this situation. We'll never even go back to the Jericho thing. That's pretty funny. Because we, it was cold turkey. Last few chapters have not even referenced anything happening with Jericho and Lancelot right now. <laughs> like at all. Because like this chapter ended with a pretty sweet moment. And I guess this kind of goes into where I, I kind of plugged it recently where I wasn't sure where it almost felt like there was a little discontent when it comes to Tristan and, and his dad, you know, because he didn't really like using his powers. Yeah. Kind of like a, a Todoroki thing. It, it, I, I feel like we're going to get a little bit more detail on why, because when the chapter ends, he's using his dad's powers where he tells someone to call Lancelot to come here quickly. And like, you know, um, the, the, the demon mega, whatever her name is, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, 10 commandments, okay. you know, whatever her name was. I don't remember. She says, Oh, you can't fight without calling your friends. And, you know, he just like slashes her with his hand. He's just like, you know, he's got the demon powers that he's like, no, because I can't control myself. So maybe there's some more backstory for why he doesn't like using his dad's powers and he just can't control it. Uh, but yeah, I feel like Lancelot's going to come into like the next chapter or two and we'll never go back to the Jericho thing. <laughs> I feel like, cause we have not gone back. I've been, I was almost scared to read seven deadly again, but I was like, I really don't want to go back to this. Uh, hopping over to Webtoon. So one thing to note, uh, Reunion has ended, a series that I've been reading. Apparently, it was never meant to be long. There was a, an epilogue about it from the creator where she said that this was never meant to be a long series, and she didn't think it gained the amount of popularity that it did, even though it did go from canvas to Webtoon. Uh, but like basically the way she put it, she doesn't want to write romance full time. Like she has like the story with Shiro and his family being like this vigilante thing, whatever. Like that sort of like thriller action story is the one she actually wants to write. So reunion is essentially the prologue for the next story that's now she's that's coming. Uh, so yeah, reunion did end with with uh, chapter twenty six. Uh, it was pretty solid. Enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to whatever is coming next with Shiro and his family and stuff. Uh, Unordinary, 282. Man, these past couple chapters, though. It's been something. Man, these past couple chapters, though. I'll give it a 9. I'll give it a 9 as well. True Beauty, 221. So I got to say, I have a very strong feeling that True Beauty is about to end. Oof. I, I think it's about to end because, like, you know, with where we are, like, her secrets have been already revealed to the world. You know, uh, we find out that her manager of her YouTube channel was a complete and utter psychopath. Uh, you know, she quits her YouTube channel. She's kind of living a normal life here for a little while. You know, everything's all happy and, and glory and dandy. And then this chapter ended where she's about to go on a date with, you know, Sue or whatever. And the chapter ended with a shot of a brand new YouTube channel that she started with the cover photo, you know, being true beauty. So oh. I, I, it's coming. Title drop. Exactly. So I feel like we're coming to a close on the series. And I was reading comments and people kind of feel the same way. But we'll see. You know, because I mean, there's so many story arcs. It's been already kind of wrapped up with other characters. Yeah. So yeah, we might be coming to an end on True Beauty. That'd be something. Uh, Week Hero 205. I loved Wolf's reaction. He's like, oh, he's sending them. He's not coming himself. <laughs> this whole thing, this whole side story with Wolf has been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I give what's about to go down a nine. I give it a nine, too. Because, yeah, that was great. He's just like, so Donald dropped you, and Mohawk Duo is coming. He's not coming himself. <laughs> All right, let's go throw some hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I give it a nine, dude. I'm here for it. LC 184. This shit. So I'm going to give what's happening right now a nine, but we've had our head top 
Awakener of Korea. I don't talk about Elsie a whole lot on here, but more or less, one of Caden's enemies showed up and was trying to, coming to hunt him down and was put, more or less putting pressure on one of the other organizations like, hey, either get Caden or his apprentice here or I'm going to kill you all. So it gets the deadline, and instead of Caden showing up, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but our number one Awaken in Korea shows up, and she's like, I'm here to help. He's, the other guy's just like, where's everyone else? Oh, it's just me. And starts throwing hands with this rival of Kaden who's like in the top 50 awakened in the world. As a whole fight of him going, why are you not ranked? This shouldn't be this hard of a fight. What is going on here? <laughs> and it even has a moment where he's just like, you're really strong. You, you could be my woman. <laughs> Where's my top hat? <laughs> my top hat's gone. You destroyed my top hat? You're gonna die. <laughs> that whole thing goes off and this chapter ends with him running away from her and he's realizing I can't do anymore I'm not even here for her this isn't worth it he tries to run away and he's running away <laughs> so I heard you looking for me <laughs> <laughs> so I give it a 9 okay so I got a lot of series on break right now yeah I see that <laughs> well one of them was not I, I, I it did come back out recently that's Mage and Demon Queen but like Let's Play it ended its season uh, Sub Zero's on its season break. Suitor Armor's actually coming back tonight. So it's been on a break these past few weeks and it's come back out tonight. I will say with Let's Play, I do want to say this. You know, the, the second to last chapter we had was like a big, really defining moment, in my opinion. It was the moment where Charles like looked at the phone. It was Marshall, whatever, yeah. you know, and he was like that, uh, you know, Charles, what are you doing with my phone? And ch next next chapter literally didn't even acknowledge that conversation. Oh. But you don't but you don't get back to that. Like it's it's we're gonna clearly come back to it. Gotcha. But we're now focusing on something else where the chapter ends where there's this other like subplot that's been happening between like Marshall and his dad and his dad wanting Marshall for something, a very controlling, you know, sort of level. Uh, sadistic, you know, psycho motherfucker, where he's even using Marshall's sister, to manipulating her to try to manipulate Marshall into helping. Oof. So with this, they've had someone that's been basically tracking Marshall and like watching his moves and shit. So with this chapter, it's mostly focused on Sam's dad. And he gets um, some information from one of his guys that always watches Sam for him, you know, because he's overprotective dad. So he re he relays, like, the photo of the guy that's outside her apartment, which, keep in mind, Marshall and Sam, they live right together. So it was misunderstood as they think this guy was watching Sam when really he was watching Marshall, but the dad thinks that Sam's being tracked by someone. So he initiates, like... Some like Sam Defcon one, yes, like some like <laughs> like he initiates the agents where you don't start seeing everyone's like multiple devices start turning on all over the fucking, fucking country. Where it's like a picture, it's like a picture of like Sam, whatever, and it's like all these agents start turning on. It's like a Defcon one fucking situation, sleeper agents. dude. Even fucking Bowser, her dog, you see the logo pop up on his collar <laughs> and he gets up and starts growling at the door. <laughs> Like, bro, like, everyone is in on this. And I'm just like, what is going on? Everyone, <laughs> everyone but her friends. Like, you see all these other characters that you've seen here and there. Like, these, like, random-ass fucking hot chicks that were jogging and bumped into Marshall. You see their phones go off. They're like, you know, I, I just random-ass people. <laughs> like, That's fantastic. So, like, everyone in the comments is like, all right, wait a minute. So, we're not going to acknowledge what happened last chapter. But this is hilarious. <laughs> and everyone's just like, even Bowser. <laughs> it was it was great. So I give the ending like a nine, even though we didn't come back to like a very important conversation. But 
Yeah, it's been on a break for a few I, weeks. I feel be like back that's sometime. like a very good contrast to those characters. It is. I don't know anything about the series, but the fact that Marshall's father is like over controlling to a degree that's very harmful for it is very harmful. It's a harmful it, level. Yes. Yes. Versus Sam's father, who's overprotective. Overprotective, <laughs> which can be harmful, but in degrees. But the fact that he's to the point of where it's just like. He has his things if something's real bad. Yes. And he doesn't do anything until something's... But when it does, shit is lit. Yes. Yes, exactly. Dude, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it is. I can't, wait for the tr- I can't wait for Let's Play to come back. Uh, but Down to Earth, 111. Uh, we do have that going on. Um, I'd give this chapter an 8. I, I, I thought this was kind of neat. I saw in the comments from the creator, uh, a character that we got introduced to, it was, his backstory was quickly introduced to us where he was like best friends with uh, Cade like when they were in kindergarten or whatever. Uh, the actual character and the character model is actually a uh, YouTuber that the author of uh, Down to Earth is friends with. Oh. Yeah, I, you know, I forgot his YouTube channel. Um, I, I think it's literally like two idiots. Like the YouTube channel is like some two idiots or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they got like fifteen hundred subscribers or something. She, you know they're just good friends with them. Like you go to the YouTube channel and like that same design of avatar that she used in the chapter is his avatar. So I thought that was a nice oh, little. That's a nice yeah, little touch. Yeah, that was a nice touch. I enjoyed that. Uh, but I'd give it like an eight. Um, and then Immortal Weakling chapter twelve. I'd probably give this one a seven. Uh, favorite chapter of the week. Akane Banashi. I would probably give it to Undead and Luck or Unordinary, because Unordinary is... Well, I may even give it to Tokyo. Mm, no, first thought, best thought, Undead and Luck. There you go. All right, well, that's going to be the episode. Uh, we'll see if there's an episode next week. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. If, if there will be, I don't. I would probably bank on there not being video. Probably not. Yeah, if there's going to be an episode, it'll be no video next week. We'll go back to the old days, you know. Throw it back a little bit. Have a nice throwback Thursday. I mean, I can probably find, like, a small table to sit on one side of. <laughs> no, it's fine. We'll just do no video. It's no big deal. If we if we do an episode. We may have a break next week. That's the case. And is what it is. You know, we'll get some extra episodes out to make up for it later. But uh, anyway, uh, I think that's it. Uh, you know, shout out to Wayward Beard Company. Proud of that partnership. Ready for that. And then also shout out, of course, to Agent Inc. Ready for that. That's going to be pretty hype. Uh, I'm going to hit the music. We can actually work our way out of here because I'm hungry. Uh, so, Zach, last thoughts. All right. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button to help us out build that. And you can really help us out by going to Animan Plus YouTube and hitting subscribe there so we can build that channel up and get that all squared away. Thank you. Bye. Do everything that he said and more, such as going over to sparky3.com. You sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. Uh, keep an eye out for the Agent Inc. stuff. Uh, I will also probably be announcing that on our website as well. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Really excited for some of these, des- these designs to come out. Make sure to join the Discord for sure. Check out the other shows like uh, Terrible Football Show and uh, Game Static, which will go live this weekend for its first live show ever, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, Really excited for the possibilities to come with that. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat some Logans. Hopefully you want some Logans now. So until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye.